Hi, this is Paul. Super Bowl was Sunday, and uh, myself and the gang on Sunday provided you with the ultimate halftime show. I got home, and I edited it, and we're kind of watching the Super Bowl. I had to run some errands after church, and I got home. I said, this will be just in time for the halftime show. And there it was. The Freddie and Paul show for the halftime show. And uh, there, were, there were no edits. Uh, T. Beckett Adams has a viral tweet going around showing how they edited Alicia Keys' notes. I'll just say that in terms of the Freddie and Paul show, um, Dog Bark had a big song. You don't need no ticket. That was unedited. That is absolutely live. Freddie had a rap. But I will start it. I will get it going on and down by... Charles J came in for a little bit. I gotta get Charles J's, um, gotta get Charles J's thing here. Nan Nancy had her her sermon thing, and uh, Freddie even ended it with, you know, you go to the you watch the halftime show. You gotta have a little dance. On your TV, do you wanna be like me? So you know, in terms of the the Super Bowl, the channel, this channel has you covered. Start to finish, there it was. But yet, but yet, there was drama amongst the American Christians with respect to an advertisement about Jesus. And I saw this ad and I just thought, I just know exactly, exactly what's going to happen this week because of this ad. And it did happen. Now, I thought, uh, I saw a couple of these things. Um, John Harris, that's his last name, I think. Yeah, there it is, right down there at the bottom. Uh, he noted, I thought quite rightly, because I had the same thought that the Green family just can't win. <laughs> they do this ad on the internet and uh, for the Super Bowl about how Jesus gets us and, and their bad news. And other people are jumping in that, oh, these are... These are Christians who are coming in to try and hoodwink you into their church. That's right. Get hoodwinked into some of this now. You better because Jesus Christ put me on the map and that's a fact. There you go. You can't get hoodwinked. You can't get hoodwinked into this. <laughs> and then um, I saw on the... I saw on the it's always got to have the, the, the background music, but the former witch, former Dawkins right-hand man, former jihadist, all of these before and after pictures, former KKK member, former gang member, former drag queen and prostitute, former transgender, former new age guru. Jesus doesn't just get us. He saves us. He transforms us. He restores, forgives, heals, delivers. And, you know, I, I like that too. I mean, the truth is, I like them both. I, um, I, I had a, I was on Rick Walker's live stream today. There were, there were some technical issues, but it should all be up on his channel. If it's a little fuzzy, it's because we had these technical issues. But, you know, I talked to him about it. And, and this, in my Sunday points, I'll make the point that Tim Keller gets from gets from Jonathan Edwards about the diverse excellencies of Christ. He is so demanding 
people say he's unreasonable. He's so accepting, people say he's irresponsible. Now, of course, the accepting and the demanding all come through Jesus himself, come through the person. So I, I made this I made this little clip of this week I'll release my conversation with Guy Landau. I see Chad beat me to the punch having Guy on the channel releasing it first. There you go, Chad. That's I'm totally, totally, totally good with it. Totally good with it. And and he has this little has this little diagram which I thought was so helpful. Life and so I'm going to build a, a hierarchical structure. So let's say something happens. Let's say your your son got married. You're you're engaged in that, right? You're interested. Yeah. Okay, but you're obviously right because the the degree of separation here is very small. Like it's very relevant to you in an immediate way. Yeah. Okay. Now it might be something more distant. Maybe the his wife's sister something happened there. Now he's still going to be interested, but but less so. And then if it's if I tell you. John Levkowitz just had a child. You don't really care about that, right? Don't know who okay. he is. No, right. Exactly. Yeah, I just I just made it up. But what happens if something that's completely foreign to you, how, how do you get something that's completely foreign to you? If, if something that's completely foreign to you engages, for example, you watch Better Call Saul, right? And you don't know any of these people. They're not even they're fictional characters but there's something there that engages you right so <clears throat> what i would posit is that the further away it is the deeper in terms of your internal mechanisms you have to go in order for it to be relevant so yes actually being engaged in something that's that's on the surface completely foreign is a sign that is now, this is a good way to understand and to sort of negotiate what's going on in this evangelical space because they're sort of fighting over models. There's one way of getting at this. Um, they have the foot washing of loving your neighbors. Um, they have, you know, there's one way of getting at this as sort of like a model. And Jesus is nice to blank. And then you think about um, well, what, what exactly you might want to press in a little bit. And what exactly do you think? People who are outcasts. Um, it, it was very interesting, Melissa Dougherty's response to this. Um, is that Jesus was religious. He was a practicing Jew, but he wasn't just a human. He claimed to be God in the flesh the Lamb of God, the Son of God, who took away the sins of the world. Now, this is just one part of this website. This is just one section I'm gonna go over. But I have to say, I think this is a little manipulative and I hate to say it, it's brilliant because it- So, so it's so funny because of course, some people seeing this is an, oh no, it's the bait and switch. They're gonna be bringing people into church and before you know it, when they're into church, they'll be seeing, they'll be seeing stuff like this. <laughs> They'll be they'll be singing songs. They'll be they'll be listening to they'll be listening to what sermons. What is this all about? 
What is this all about, Nancy? I should do some branding from this one. This one was this one was chuck full of some stuff. You have Freddie Freddie looking at his mom, wondering how long this thing's gonna go on. Um, it's gonna go on a while. I didn't I didn't mind the hourglass. Uh, poor you know, Rick is we're not not sort of pressing Rick into having to tape these anymore. So I'm giving him a little bit more time. And of course, Dog Bark had some. Nice harmonica music that Nancy's enjoying. So, I mean, we just, we just, gosh, don't let him in church. Oh, this one. No, oh, this one. I feel like Grim Grizz here. Makes me doing this commentary sound like a Pharisee. It makes me sound like the closed-minded Christian holding to dead traditions. It poisons the well so that whenever anybody says anything against what looks like virtuous language, what looks like something that seems loving and inclusive, then you are made to look like the bad guy. As you'll- It was very interesting too, because of course, once I clicked on one of these things, whole bunches of them came up. Uh, shoot, where's, oh, this one, this one. Um, he gets us campaign with Ed Stetzer. Ed Stetzer's explaining how, you know, we got this money. This is good conservative money. We got it from good conservative Hobby Lobby people. And um, and so this is pre-evangelism and I'm going to explain it to you. And it, it's really good because it'll get people to click on the website. And once people click on the website, then they'll get more information and then we can, um, Jesus loves louder. Jesus experiences every, and Again, diverse excellencies, keep that in mind. And then models versus persons. Because Jesus in the stories, and this is why the stories are more foundational, Jesus in the stories, a wealthy young man comes to see Jesus and says to him, how can I inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, didn't Moses tell you what to do? And he says, all these things I've done since my youth. And Jesus says, go sell all you have and follow me. It's the model, and, and usually part of the difficulty with these stories is we turn them into models. And you can't help but do that because you want to somehow distill the principle and the application. And that's a perfectly legitimate thing. I do it every week. It can There'll be somebody in this that says, you need to talk more about Jesus. And then when I talk about Jesus, you're not talking about Jesus, right? Oh, okay. Um, if you want to hear me talk about Jesus, go to the church channel. You can watch me talking about Jesus, 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 all over the place. You know, I do, Paul is hiding his theology. You want you go to the church channel. You just you just watch thousands of hours of PVK talking about Jesus and doing theology. Go right ahead. Um, I, I invite you to. So... The difficulty is, of course, that we're sort of projecting these models out into the world. And what are our expectations of these models? Oh, I don't know. So, so this, this little thing about Alicia Keys quickly updated, edited Super Bowl, you know, a little, little stumble at, the inter at, at one of those early notes there, and then Google fixes it up, and he sort of complains that, well, this is, you know, we're memory holing this stuff. 
We're no longer having a common culture. It was also very interesting watching some of the other Super Bowl ads, the Tina Fey Super Bowl ad, which had all the 30 Rock people. And then there was the um, the Parks and Rec Super Bowl ad. It's just very interesting how for so many people, the pro-felicity these shows, this is again right down Grim Grizz's strike zone here, these are your friends. These are your family. No, these are people on a screen that have become your friends and family. Is that a bad thing altogether? No, probably not. But you better keep in mind some of the layers that are connecting some of these things. Christianity Today, another little thing YouTube pulled me up, tiny little channel. It seemed like a very nice pastor and his wife were... Probably some of you are watching it, which is why Algo sent it to me. Uh, fewer American pa Americans see pastors as ethical. And here we have this crisis of, of, of pastor reputational. Nurses are 78%. Clergy are 32%. Now, clergy, very generic. Members of Congress, 6%. If you think America's in trouble because only 32%, you know, um, have high ethical standards, it's in real trouble because members of Congress only are believed to be 6%, and yet we're fighting over them all the time. Uh, one of the, again, one of the things I brought up with Rick today was that Jesus does a very interesting thing with reputation. And in the, all in the Sermon on the Mount, he's got all of those tensions. On one hand, you do not put your light under a bushel. Let your light shine before men. And then do not do your acts of righteousness before men to see. And you see Jesus living that out. Jesus had, among many people in his culture war, a terrible reputation. Just listen to the things that are in the Gospels that Jesus' critics said of him. He eats with sinners. Well, that's one that, you know, uh, he gets us. That's the one that they sort of major in. Or Jesus is powered by the prince of demons because that's how he's casting out demons. So Jesus is demon-possessed. Wow, there's a there's a reputational thing that you don't want to have on you. Um, Jesus is soft on the Roman oppression. So Jesus is one of these winsome people who is sitting outside the culture war and not really saying the hard thing about Roman oppression like he should be doing. Jesus is soft on wobbly, uh, the wobbly performance of common Jewish people in the Galilee. That's eating with sinners. So, And then Jesus goes and says to his disciples things like, against divorce. And his disciples are like, who should marry? And Jesus says stuff about, you know, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. And people are like, what kind of crazy talk is this? Diverse excellencies. And when Jesus applied them to individuals, and we still have complaints about that, to the Syrophoenician woman, I could still pull sermons on the internet about how, I don't really know if Jesus is sufficiently anti-racist because look what he said to that woman. Uh, our Jesus isn't sufficiently pro-woman because look what he said to that woman. Jesus plays an interesting game with respect to reputation and basically says, if your reputation is great all over, 
that might not be such a great thing. If your reputation is bad all over, that might not be such a great thing. Models. And so, of course, the one thing Jesus does manage to do is alienate sufficient parties who are antagonistic towards themselves in the first century Judean culture war that he manages to unite a coalition of those who are against the Roman occupation and those who are for the Roman occupation to kill Jesus. And Pontius Pilate, being the corrupt middle um, <laughs> political person that he is, washes his hands even though he knows he hasn't really done anything that deserves doing this. Well, that tells us that Roman justice is bad. But then you read the book of Acts and discover that actually Paul of Tarsus gets saved by the Roman troops in Jerusalem occupying them. And what are we to think of all of that? Caught a very interesting little thing on story. You'll only see little little thing on uh, Boston local news. How of course we've got these immigrants come up, and a Haitian family shares a story of finding a home. Some woman in Boston actually brings this husband and wife and child, I believe, into her home, and. Um, and the, the woman likes to cook. She wants to start a restaurant. So makes a comment about how it's almost like having my personal chef. And then, and then, oh, look, it's slavery all over again. It's like, oh, internet, just take one thing and reframe it. And off we go. The thing that struck me, the frame that struck me was they're speaking Spanish to this family. So they must've spent at least some time in the Dominican Republic because they're, their accent sounded so much like so many of the people that I worked with for all of those years in the Dominican Republic, and it warmed my little heart. Models and individuals. She takes these people into their home. Should she take them into her home? Is that encouraging illegal immigration? Um, I don't know. It's... it's Personalism is obviously a big thing in this little corner because part of what makes the strangeness of this little corner work is that we've just got all of these very contradictory models that are clashing against each other. And maybe the way to make it work, I don't know. What's, what I, one of the things that I love about, of course, Dave comes to the Freddie and Paul show and Dave loves his his old style gospel folk music and he brings his harmonica and have pity on those whose chances grow slimmer cause that there's no hiding place from the kingdom's throne <laughs> Freddie's kind of waiting his turn. Freddie's got his rap to do. Dude, you see, Purdy throwing TD passes to McCarthy. Looking at Kittle and he got to start D. Thou art so fine, that's all I say. Yo, brothers, you better pray. I walk. Gotta be careful with the. Oh, and Charles J has his. These pastors preach by God, Jesus, and the Lord. As I. And here we are. 
Ending it with a little dance. A little dance from Freddie. With my long theological nose, couldn't I just sort of reach in and try and use my models to correct all these things? Yes. Does that mean Phlebas had, um, Phlebas pointed to a Justin Brierly tweet where he's quoting C.S. Lewis when an, an RAF, uh, flyer with the RAF was talking about sort of poo-pooing these theological models and Lewis makes an excellent point against them. All of these things have their place. What makes Jesus outstanding and the way we ought to live up to him as we go through our life is because when you go down the street, you don't meet a model. You meet a person. And the models are good. The models are fine. But you got to treat the people one at a time. So you treat them one at a time and they're going to have this shortcoming and that shortcoming. They're going to see this thing wrong and that thing right, at least at least according to you or maybe according to me or maybe according to God or, or, or sometimes they're just plain wrong. <laughs> but the crazy thing is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love not your neighbor's model, but love your neighbor as yourself, which means, yeah, models will come into it. We can't live without models. And so often we're dealing with these people on the screen. But, yeah, behind the people on the screen are real life people with their own stories, with their own hearts, with their own opinions, with their own politics, with their own ideas. Love your neighbor as yourself. Figure out how to do it. Leave a comment.